live and local across the city and South Cambridgeshire. This is Alex Elbrook. Cambridge 105 Radio. Today I'm with Dan Grief and as part of our series in We Are What We Eat, we're going to be discussing the controversial, sometimes controversial, issue of calories in versus calories out. Good afternoon, Dan. Hello, and thank you for having me back again. I can't believe a month's gone already. That's ridiculous. Where does it go? It's frightening. It's like yesterday evening I was talking to you and now here we are in February and now soon March. I know. Um, what I was going to say was it's lighter and it feels like spring is springing now. So I, Well, I'm... don't trust that, whatever you do. Because you know <laughs> what? February can do that to you and then March can come back with a vengeance. Like, oh, you thought winter was over? Think again. <laughs> Very true. Ne'er cast a clout till May is out. That's well, that's a long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, calories in versus calories out. What do you mean by this? Yeah, this is, I think, a really, really important topic to talk about because it has been pretty much, I'd say, the philosophy that's dictated a lot of dietary advice for the last 40 years. Okay, there's kind of, there's a few different elements to this, but I'm going to go through one strand at first. So there's kind of been a bit of a a debate about fat and how healthy fat is in our diets and what type of fat, etc. But a lot of that has come from this idea that calories you eat is the same as the amount of calories you expend and that somehow we are completely physics-based and not biological. And I think that is a real dangerous thing because it's meant that the paradigm has been set that people believe that literally it's the amount of energy they take in and energy they expend is the difference between the two is then how healthy they are. Now, just anecdotally, before we go any further, I'm sure we all know people who can finish a all-you-can-eat buffet, eat, 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 and then at the end of it, they're still hungry or they don't put on a, a piece of fat ever. And then there's other people I know, and I'd include myself in this, who and can me. just look at a pizza <laughs> and and we, we make fat very quickly. So the argument is then, well, it must be the person who um, you know makes fat easily is maybe binge eating or, or eating a lot outside of the public times of eating. But that's not true. There's some foods I eat and I feel the effect straight away. There are other foods I eat with the same number of calories that don't have this impact. And so I think anecdotally, it's an interesting thing. We know it's probably not really true, and yet we still believe it. And I'm going to go and just break that down a little bit more in in this chat. Excellent. So where are we going to start? Yeah, so what I'm going to say is, what firstly is a calorie? Because it's banded around all over the place, and yet people generally don't really know what a calorie actually is. And of course, it's just the change in temperature in water, a milliliter of water, by one degree centigrade, you need so much energy to do that. So, you know, if you think about fuel, all fuel is actually a calorie in many ways. But if I said to you, let's just eat some different fuel sorts for your body. So here is a thousand calories of broccoli or a thousand calories of steak or a thousand calories of cheese or a thousand calories of, and I don't know, like cauliflower, cucumber. I think <laughs> you'd, you'd have to say, eat a lot well, of cauliflower. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to have a heck of a lot, wouldn't you? But you would know that that's not yeah. true. Like, obviously, those things have different effects in your body because we are biological. And we have hormonal responses to them. And what I'd said to people is, well, not only is it like in food types, but if it's actually for fuel, well, have 200 calories of plutonium or 200 calories of, of vegetables. <laughs> you know, they would have a very different impact on your body. So why wouldn't foods have a different impact on your body as well? The other thing I was going to say on that one is if, for instance, people are taking the calories in and calories out, does that mean then, but just by me eating one extra calorie per day every day, I'd consistently be getting fatter and fatter and fatter? Or would the human body know how to deal with that extra calorie? And equally, if I have fewer calories, I might lose weight for a while. But why is it the body then puts on more weight when you start eating normally than you did previously? It's because we're biological. The body is not stupid. It's not It's not like an engine you put fuel in and 
you get power out again, the body is actually a really cleverly evolved organism that is able to manage its fuel source to try to then either store fat or burn fat, depending on what it needs. And the calorie in, calorie out ignores completely the biological function of what your body does. So as I've said previously on this show, when you're eating sugar, when you're eating carbohydrate, particularly processed carbs and refined grains, you're actually eating something that your body turns from the starchy molecules into sugar incredibly quickly. Your fat cells, when they have a big insulin release in the body, will actually start storing that sugar and making it into fat. Now, if you're having a thousand calories and it's all sugar, then you're going to have a massive hormonal response of insulin, which means you're going to store more fat. So it doesn't matter how much energy is in that source. It's what the actual chemical is, the sugar, that's having the impact and making your body react in that way. Just in the same way, if you're having a thousand calories of steak with you know, a creamy sauce with no carbohydrate, no sugars, you're not having that insulin release. So you're not turning it into fat. Now, insulin and sugar together are like a fertilizer for fat. Your fat cells will be absorbing it as quick as they can. Different people are slightly different. They might not absorb as much of that as fat. They might be those people who could be at the buffet with a high metabolism who seem to eat what they want. So we are all different in that way. But can you see it's a biological difference? In terms of physics, we are animals. We are not like a machine. So I think in the past, like the analogy of an engine has been used for our bodies, hasn't it? But like you say, that is pure nuts and bolts and metal and everything. And I think research is showing now, isn't it, from what you're saying as well, is that that's kind of the wrong analogy to use. And I'm guessing because you said it's hormonal, I guess all through different stages of our life and gender hormones is going to make a massive effect too. Oh, hugely. Okay, just put it this way. So in terms of fat storage, if we're going to say that it's literally what you eat makes you store fat, which is what calorie in calorie out says. Does that mean that women are lazier than men because they have generally more fat than men do? Is it because they, for instance, eat more in their teenage years, which means they grow, you know, in certain ways, that means they've got more fat storage? Obviously, we know it's hormonal. So why then when we come to this issue, we then suddenly say, oh, it could just be the amount that they eat or they're not burning so much off, which is ridiculous, completely ridiculous. And I think when you say it like that, you sort of realize that's the case. That doesn't make any sense. Now, if you said to me like, oh, you know, humans are just like a, a computer, you know, this is the way that the computer thinks, this is how a, a human thinks, you would say, well, how ridiculous. That's nothing like yeah. that at all. So why why would we say this about the human body? And, and one of the huge differences there is, if you think about like a combustion engine, you put petrol in or diesel or whatever, it works, it generates energy, it gives you movement, heat, whatever it might be. A human being has got different types of energy source, and this is really important. So, you know, you could be running, for instance, on sugar, which becomes glycogen in your liver and in your muscles. You could be using that energy to give you that little burst of energy to get you going. Some people, of course, most people would be running off that energy all the time. Or what your body is doing is storing this energy in fat for a reason. It's not just doing it for the fun of it. And it's there as a resource for you in the future, but you never get to access the resources because of the type of food you're eating. So if you're eating high sugar, low calorie, you're actually starving yourself, even though you feel like you're full, because what you're doing is you're trying to store more and more fat. You're trying to use the glycogen as the fuel source. If you then went to a lower carbohydrate diet, at least you can access that fat resource and burn it. So the actual use of the fat is also depending on what you eat and the hormonal response you have to it. Oh, so and your response to it from what you're saying. So that's the things you've got to take into consideration. This is what we need to look at when we're looking at calories is that maybe how much sugar there's within. We know when you get the calorie labels on, on certain foods, would it be good to look at the kind of sugars in involved in that i completely think that's the way yes because you know what because of this calorie in calorie out idea people then thought well in that case you should avoid the calorie dense foods like fat 
that's one of the main reasons that there's an argument against that. Although we talk about Ansel Keys and the 16th country study another time, but there was this whole, whole idea that the nutrient dense fat foods we should get rid of because they have too many calories in, and instead you should have low calorie foods. Now, you could say in that case, okay, well, sugar has fewer calories than fat. So that must mean, according to that paradigm, sugar is healthy. Yeah. And I think you should ignore the calorie and see what's behind it. Now, Sam Felton, he runs the Public Health Collaboration. He did an experiment on himself and he decided to eat the same number. I think it's about 2,000 calories over the period of a week. And then he gave himself six weeks off. Then he did the same experiment again. Then he gave himself another six weeks off. So over the time, he had one week of eating real food and he was eating steak, green vegetables, low carbohydrates, etc. He did the same experiment where he was eating processed food, the same number of calories. He then did the final week, he was eating low carb, but he doubled the amount of calories. Now on the low carb diet with the higher calories than the normal calories, he lost weight. In fact, his waist got smaller by a few inches, eating more calories. When he had the same number of as supposedly daily calorie intake with processed food, he put more weight on. And you can say, yeah, but processed food is bad for you. Exactly. The calorie argument doesn't exist. <laughs> yes. It's the food that, ex- is, that matters. That's what really counts. Now, you could say taking a bit less energy would help. And I think that's probably true. I'm not saying it's, it's completely just rubbish you should chuck it out the window. But if you're reducing your calories to the point of eating junk food, which is not food, then of course you're going to put weight on. That's because your body's responding to that nasty toxin in its body. That's what it mm. does. That's really interesting. That's definitely, as always, given me lots to think about. And when I head for the biscuit tin, I will have to have another little rethink. I think in my mind, it feels like it's filling you up, but really... Let's go through another one there as well then, Alex. So when you have that biscuit, you say you might be filling up, but I wonder how soon after that do you feel hungry again? Quite soon. Whereas if you have, for instance, you know, if you just had uh, a couple of eggs in an omelette with nothing really in it, how soon after that you know, do you feel yeah, hungry? Yeah, a long time. That can keep yeah. going. We'll so, keep going and, and even if you had the same number of calories in the eggs and the same number of calories in the biscuits, you would still feel more hungry after the biscuits, I guarantee, and less hungry after the eggs because it's a hormonal response in your body. So the calorie in that instance makes no difference. It's the food you ate, not the amount of energy in the food. That's really good. Thank you for that. You're That's welcome. a really good topic and it's something that I think the whole diet industry has based its life on, but I think it's really good to get some proper facts behind that. So thanks ever so much for that, Dan. Cheers, Alex. Cambridge 105 Radio